When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my friends. Uh, I was just doing some warm-ups and I was doing and I can't I can't stop doing it. Um my name is Damien Gibson. This is Russell Wolf and this is the NXT review. And we're doing that uh, first this week, although if you don't listen to the AW review, you won't be bothered. Uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, all of the new listeners who are coming to us through different platforms, whether that be uh, WrestleWolf.com or the YouTubes. Um, Matt and I plan to be the oldest uh, YouTube and Twitch stars in history by the end of the year. Um, but genuinely, thank you for listening. And uh, we are getting a video content up. I know I've been saying it for months now, but it is a global pandemic. And everyone wants cameras and boom mics and tripods and that. So um, once all that stuff comes to uh, WrestleWolf Studios, my house, uh, we'll get started. Um, cool. Do I want to talk about Heath Slater? I think I do. I think I do. I'm not going to go on and on about it. It doesn't bother me as much as Jeff Hardy, <laughs> for anyone who's listened to that episode. Uh, I apologise, but I was very upset. Um, I just have a few questions. Like, why? I can see two things happening here. Either Drew McIntyre and Heath Slater are actually friends. And this was a way for Heath Slater to say goodbye just before his contract ran out. But to me, right, because I watched Raw this week, by the way, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, Heath Slater reappeared on Raw. One of the one of the bigger name wrestlers to get released in April um, on what some people very dramatically call Black Wednesday, but um, uh, or Black Tuesday or whatever day it was. Um but I, for anyone who's listened to the NXT episodes featuring Drake Maverick, you would know that my attitude has not been positive towards WWE using their own callousness um, as a storyline. It's just so tone deaf. Uh, and I argue with WWE fanboys constantly about this. And I just don't, I can't see how you can't see how this is gross. When I saw it, and every single report I saw with people, every single one, people were like, oh my God, Heath Slater was on Raw and it was great. The promo was great. 
Heath Slater's very good and has been since Nexus, like pre that. Um, that's why when he was released and a whole bunch of other people were released, we were all left scratching our heads as a universe in inverted commas, right? So yeah, I, I didn't get that feeling. Like when I was watching the promo, I was like, oh, he's cutting a really good promo here. But listening to the words, you know, him talking about, oh, Drew McIntyre didn't get in contact with me and blah, blah, blah. All I could think of was that, well, Drew McIntyre sounds like WWE. They fire people, they don't follow up on them. You know, their employees get (laughs) uh, coronavirus, they don't follow up with them. You know, in the case of Renee Young. You know, most people probably do have that short of attention span and looking at the coverage this week it seemed like it that um, the same people who were screaming at the moon about drake maverick didn't say a word about heath slater and i don't see what the difference is between getting someone back for one episode or or a run of episodes and then giving that wrestler's job back because ratings went up or you know he got more twitter likes or whatever yeah, I, I just I don't see what the what the, the difference is, and I, and I I I looked for it because my reaction was like, oh, this is gross, and I and I wanted to see, you know, I wanted to see what cultaholic thought, and I wanted to see what what culture thought, and I wanted to see what Brian Alvarez and David Meltzer had to say, and no one said anything, and I, I'm at the point now where I'm like, am I fucking taking crazy pills or? Did we all have a, you know, like mark, a smark meeting and decide that we don't care about people getting fired anymore when companies are recording record record profits in the middle of the worst pandemic pandemic we've seen in, you know, over a hundred years? I don't know. That still bothers me. And and, and your argument might be, Okay, yeah, well, you know, he's signed another contract with another company. He's fine and blah, blah, blah. Great. But what's so... So then you get him to come down and get absolutely annihilated by WWE's champion on the way out. So not only have you fired him, you pull him back for one story to put over your current champion and then you get that champion to beat the shit out of him and then you send him on his way. And how is anyone meant to look at that as a human being and go, yeah, cool. Cool, 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 cool. I just, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm a snowflake. Maybe I'm a left hard, you know, which I keep getting called in certain forums on uh, wrestling internet. I had to get it out. But um, it's not so much that people are disagreeing with me, just no one is talking about it, and I find it really strange. Anyway, I've already gone six minutes talking about this, and, and I've put my point across, but anyway, we'll see. Who's up next? Rusev. Um, you know, Rusev will come along for to also be put in the bin with Roger Stone on NXT. Um, let's get to NXT. Some pretty cool things happened. Uh, on this episode and I, and I want to talk about them because down here down under we've been put back in uh, lockdown so um, it was nice to be able to watch 
some wrestling. I genuinely found myself a couple of times thinking, I'm glad this exists because God, it, you know, I mean, there's movies and TV shows and video games and stuff, you know, like, but it's nice to watch something that is happening concurrently and you can talk to people as much as I just bitched about getting <laughs> chewed out by every other wrestling fan on earth. Um, it is, you know, it's great, right? It's nice to take stock of wrestling from time to time and go, God, this, God, this is beautiful junk. It really is. Uh, the first match we had was Candice LeRae, uh, who ended up defeating Mia Yim in a street fight, which I don't know when this happened, but a street fight is a hardcore match. But I, I, I feel like they used to be both, right? Or am I getting that wrong? Is that... It was a hardcore match in ECW thing, and so when ECW stopped, it was called a street fight. Anyway, this match was really good. Um, and in a street fight match, hardcore match, these girls beat the absolute living shit out of each other. There were a couple of times where you could say maybe uh, Candice LeRae pulled up a little short uh, when she when Candice LeRae had the rubbish bin. This is going to be a dumb sentence. When Candice LeRae had the rubbish bin over her and... Uh, I could barely get through it without laughing. And Mia Yim uh, went to do a, a drop kick on it. She kind of pulled out of it a little bit. Um, but look, you know, you don't want people killing each other on a weekly TV show. And even though it's called The Great American Bash, um, it is still just an episode of NXT. So I, I really like this. Um, I liked the fact that Candice LeRae got a win relatively luckily. Um <clears throat> You know, in the sense of like, both of them were so spent by the end of the match that, um, you know, it was anyone's match. And, and it it is starting to feel like they've been pushing this for a long time, but it is starting to feel from a story point of view, which is what this podcast is meant to be about, not bitching about Heath Slater's booking. Um, it's, uh, it's starting to feel like a story. Like I'm starting to really feel like these guys don't like each other. And this match helped to push that story along, you know, because they're willing to put themselves at risk to hurt the other one. And then that's great. That's good wrestling story time. So I gave this, uh, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10, just so I can give myself room for for other things that happen in the episode. But it was really, really, I'll give it a 9. It was really good. I, I really enjoyed this a lot. Um, and I look forward to seeing more of it. And I, and I, from a very, very shaky start, I think we're starting to see Candice LeRae and Johnny Gagano really sort of come into their own as uh, sneaky heels. And uh, that's always fun. It's always good. Uh, next, we had a bit of a squash match. It went for a bit, but uh, Bronson Reed defeated Tony Nese. Uh, Tony Nese had been sort of... Um, Tony Nese had, had been a pain in the ass to one of the cruiserweights and uh Bronson Reed basically decided to come in and be the good guy and teach Tony Nisa a lesson uh and that's pretty much what happened in this match um yeah I don't really have much to say about this match obviously <laughs> uh it was fine I, I want to see more of Bronson Reed as a super heavyweight and this is a way of just building up his character and that's cool so it's a six out of ten nothing special uh, but you know, decent storytelling. Uh, next up, we had another really good match. Johnny Gagano versus uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. I'd heard quite a bit of buzz about uh, you know Isaiah 
Um, and I'd seen bits and pieces of him, but it, um, you know, it's across 205 Live and, and Cruiserweight matches and all that kind of thing. And I just don't pay as much t- attention to that. Like they, WWE did a good enough job of making me disinterested in that. And if you remember from my old podcast, anyone who's come across from that, for a year, I was like, no, 205 Live's really good. You guys should watch it. <clears throat> and just no one had any interest because it just wasn't, it just wasn't, no effort was put into it. <laughs> you know, it's the land of the giants, WWE. They were never going to push crews away. So they were just signing them up so they couldn't be anywhere else. But this match was really, really good. Um, John, Johnny Gargano uh, got the win. Yeah, when he um, planted him with uh, one final beat, DDT, that was the finishing move. This, there was, this was a very busy match, and I could imagine old school fans of wrestling not liking this uh, in the sense of like a lot of, you know, attempted sort of high super kicks and um, mirroring moves and, and things like that. But it, the smart, quick technical lightweights is what i really like i've realized you know like to use a japanese terms uh you know junior junior heavyweights is essentially the kind of wrestlers that i'm that i'm into that i'm into um and this was a really good example of that um and and both you know it it uh, pushed along both wrestlers uh johnny gargano gets to win and, and keep himself up near the top of the the tree um, for going after one of the two belts, which we'll talk about later on. Um, and and this gave Isaiah, Isaiah Scott a bit of a rub as well because he went toe-to-toe for a long time, uh, 15, 20 minutes, I think, with Johnny Gargano, who, and, you know, Morello kept saying over and over again, is one of the best that NXT has ever produced. So they were really, you know, they were really sort of hatcheting down on on that point. Um, I just want to talk about quickly, I just want to talk about the, the commentary and how sort of shit it's been in NXT uh, in, the, in the lockdown era. Um, I know Nigel Beginnis was one of the guys furloughed or let go of in April. Something is going on with Beth Phoenix. She sounds so stilted, and and I don't know whether, because I know me personally, there is no way I could talk and have someone else talking in my ear, as well, like constantly. And that seems to be the reports that you get about WWE now. I don't know if that happens in NXT as much as it does in Raw and SmackDown, but I get the vibe that that's what's happening. It sounds like she's concentrating so hard on what she's been told to say that there's very little personality when uh, you know when, when she's trying to say something uh, and Morello is just at 120 percent the whole episode there needs to be some valleys and peaks man like it's just like the whole and I know that's like kind of what he's known for like I know that's MR's thing, but I don't remember him being this just intense. Like, I noticed it in this match because you know, the episode had been going for a little bit, and I was like, God, he just hasn't fucking stopped. Like, um, 
you know, even when he's doing introductions, he's still like at 98, you know, and then when the match starts, he's up to 120. And it, it just doesn't, I was watching uh, Starcade 85 last night, the main event, which is Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair, right? And there's a, the match goes for about 25 minutes. It's a great match, obviously. Um, if you know, you know, if you haven't, you should go and watch it if you've got the network or if, wherever you can find it. And the reason why I bring that up is that the commentary team of Tony Schiavone, and I cannot remember the other guy's name, I'm sorry, but um, there's a period where uh, Flair and Rhodes have kind of traded, not finishing moves because they didn't really do that then, they left those for the end of the match, but they've sort of exchanged blows you know, for, for different, different moves, trying to put the other one away, kind of. Um, and the crowd is going ape shit. And for, I reckon it's like two minutes, two and a half minutes, they don't say a word. And that does more. And then when they do come back in, they just point out how electric the atmosphere is. Oh my God, Tony, what is going on in this arena? This is electric. But it's that, it's at that level. It's not like, you know, that creating atmosphere. And I, look, I get it. There's only you know, 20, 30 people in the crowd. And so they, they'd be told to, you know, try and make it as exciting as possible. But ultimately, it, especially in a match like this one between Scott and Gagano, the wrestling is doing the talking. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to put the button on it. Anyway, I really like this match. I, I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. I'd really like to see them wrestle again. Um, and from a storyline point of view, you know, you could keep them sort of motoring along as a feud um, or, you know, I don't know what else you could <laughs> do with Gargano right now. Um, maybe back to Keith Lee. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, next up, we had uh, Legato del Fantasma. Um Defeat uh, Drake Maverick and Brizango. <sighs> Look, this there's okay. There's some okay wrestling in this. Um, Fandango is a good wrestler. So is Tyler Breeze, actually. And and it Drake Maverick, I can't. As I don't know, I don't even know if it's his own fault, but I just can't take him seriously. For everything that's happened this year, and also like just the size of him, you know, even in the cruiserweight division, it's like no, uh, there's a line, and it, <laughs> for me, it's Drake Maverick in NXT and as Marco Stunt in AEW. Um, I, I just couldn't get into this match, and 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 I don't, you know, I know it's that kind of like uh, faces sticking up for other faces type thing. And that's why Brizango joined up with with Drake Maverick in this match. But you know, um, like, is it, are these the only? We just had a cruiserweight tournament. Like, what's happened to, <laughs> what's happened to all of those guys? Uh, anyway, it just again, it to me with the cruiserweights, it just and their tag team division are just afterthoughts. Like they're just sort of like oh, or a you know a gap filler. Um, and cruiserweight wrestling and tag team wrestling are two of my favorite things in wrestling. And NXT just doesn't at the moment. They have done them really well in the past, but at the moment, 
But I, I just kind of, I get depressed when I see Breezango in NXT. And, uh, yeah, because I just, I just think the two of them together have so much potential. I think singly they, they have so much potential. I, I just feel like if they went to an NWA or an Impact or an AEW, they would be allowed more creativity. And we've all seen how creative these guys are. And they'd be top guys. How can how can you have guys who look like Fandango, Fandango and Tyler Breeze who can wrestle as well as they can and are that entertaining and they're not top guys? I, I just don't understand. Like, it's actually it's actually skillful to not be able to get them over, or or not want to get them over. Anyway, uh, this match was a six out of ten. Even though you know everyone in the match, I, I kind of like. You know, just nothing nothing grabbed me in this storyline. It's not going to go anywhere. Well, I mean, I suppose the main storyline will, but that's so tainted to me. I'm just not interested. I just want them to stop. And I feel like it's almost a fuck you to fans that they keep doing it. Um, yeah, we had a quick match where uh, Mercedes Martinez, who was back, defeated Santana Garrett. Uh, Martinez looked like a beast. And that's what this match was all about. Uh, it was fine to push her back into the scene. And Martinez, I mean. Uh, I'll give it a 6 out of 10. Then we had the main event. The match that everyone was looking forward to. Uh, Adam Cole, who, uh, while well, was the NXT Heavyweight Champion, uh, versus Keith Lee, who was and is the North American Champion and is now the NXT, he has both belts. Keith Lee won, is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, this match was really, really good. Um, I don't really break down the matches technically. It's not really my thing. Um, they built this up. I- I'll give, I'll give credit where it's due. NXT and everyone involved did a really good job of making this feel as special as they could given the circumstances. Um, in the sense of like, you know, it's on a weekly TV show and there's barely anyone there. Um, I thought the lead up to the match was great. Uh, this is one of the few times where the commentators actually shut up for a bit and just let the atmosphere sort of tell the story for itself. Um, and as far as the, the actual match storytelling was concerned, um, it showed that Adam Cole is not just a mouth. He's not just a smart ass. He is a pretty tough son of a bitch, as they like to say in the States. And, um, you know, Keith Lee had the sort of earlier ascendancy. Um, and then Adam Cole got back on top. Both basically threw everything they had at the other one. Um, and then Keith Lee just sort of had more in the tank that was the story of the match really it was just he outlasted adam cole which is just good storytelling when it comes to being a champion you know and it also you know when you say you outlasted the champion who'd had the belt for 400 700 million days um that's something that they can lean on now for the rest of his reign um 
you know, remember Keith Lee beat Adam Cole, the longest reigning NXT champion in history, in that knockdown drag out match at NXT, uh, Great American Bash. Um, and there was real emotion when Keith Lee won. Genuine emotion from him. Um, then let out this big scream as he was going for the for the finisher. And um, yeah, it was really nice to see. It was really nice. It was really heartwarming. Um, you know, he got emotional and, uh, there were streamers and balloons and, oh, guys, it was just, oh, my heart burst. And it's time, right? Like, it's time, whatever Adam Cole was doing next. And I'm saying, don't rule out him going to AEW. But anyway, whatever he does, let's say he's not, let's say he's sticking around in, in WWE. It's, it's time for both parties to move on. It's time for NXT to move on. And let Adam go and do whatever he wants to do next. Um, and it's time for Keith Lee to be the man, to be the the face of NXT. The one thing that I, I was kind of disappointed for him um, and for us as viewers was that there wasn't that audience there, that full sale audience or even a takeover uh, audience to witness that because fans have been such a big part of Keith Lee's um rise to prominence uh it's a shame that he couldn't share that with with some peeps but um i actually for all the talk this week of like oh aw's card is going to shit all over nxt and they've only got the championship match i actually thought they did a pretty good job and i really enjoyed the match uh well, the 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 whole show this championship match i'm giving nine out of ten uh it's everything a championship match should be they should do more of this. I don't understand why the belt underneath doesn't make you essentially number one contender. That almost used to be the way with, you know, with the Intercontinental Championship. It makes sense to me. But anyway, let's not be negative when it was a positive night. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. Yay, wrestling. Wrestling is great. Look, you can go and read some news on our website, wrestlewolf.com. Uh, you can check us out on the YouTubes, on the Instagrams, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, we're on all of those things. Uh, we're hosted by Podbean. You can find us on Podbean. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're in... God, I sound like I'm an 85-year-old man. You can find us in the Spotify's. Uh, but you can, and uh, more and more of you are all the time, and uh, I love that, Matt loves that, um, and um, yeah, we love doing this for you guys, um, but we love doing it for people um, even more, if that makes sense. So if you can get, uh, if you tell your friends, you know, share us on, on the interwebs, and um, you know, Try and be nice to each other out there. God, there's some nasty people in wrestling, Twitter, and the wrestling internet. Um, I forgot to tell you guys, I had a run-in with Dolph Ziggler um, about this Heath Slater thing. Um, I think kayfabe, he came at me. I'm pretty sure he was being... It was it was quite funny. Um, so yeah, if you want to see that, you can go to the WrestleWolf account on Twitter and, and see 
our organisation had uh, have a fight with uh, Dolph Ziggler on Twitter, which was all fun and games. Anyway, uh, love you, Dolph. Love wrestling. Love you guys. Love you guys the most. And uh, I'm going to go uh, eat some ice cream. All right. I will uh, talk to you guys soon.